All right, you're good. What's up, guys? What's going on, dudes? Hey, hey. hey. How are you doing? doing? We good? Are we uh, are we surviving these Bitcoin markets? Chop, I'm seeing chop. I'm seeing forty one thousand two hundred. Is that about right? Hmm. I'm loading. I'm loading thirty seven thousand. That's weird. I wonder where my nose is pulling from. No, you're probably right. I think my stuff's outdated. All right, so where are we with markets? What are you guys seeing out there? I think Rose frozen. I was wondering why we hadn't heard anything from him. Yeah, he's definitely frozen. Yeah, looks like we're, uh, from what I'm hearing is we're getting close to the end of consolidation. Um, we've been going through a couple weeks of it. We may have another week of it, but I feel like after, after maybe next week, we're off to the races, at least with Bitcoin. You think Bitcoin leaves, uh, leads the pack here? You think it's just straight Bitcoin dominance comes back? I don't know. I mean, I think I think we could see alts rally harder than Bitcoin here. Um, but I think it's I think it's a uh, I think it's a sneak attack, right? Like, like I think money has accumulated alt bottoms, right? I think I think Bitcoin's going to push, and alts are going to push with it, and I think they're going to be flowing money from alts into Bitcoin, and. Then when everybody's waiting on the alt mega pumps, that's when Bitcoin's really going to just show out um, because that's what they've been doing. They've been averaging. They've been averaging into Bitcoin. I think we talked about it like early, early, early in the year about like how are the people that were late to the game going to get more Bitcoin? And it's like they're going to take it from people through alts. So I, I think alts may lead for the next couple of weeks, but I, I be looking to get into a Bitcoin position, you know, in August. Ro, what do you think? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me share my screen real quick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we're still in the middle of a range right now for me, uh, in terms of Bitcoin. Um, we kind of tap the top of the range and we're kind of pulling back. Uh, that being said, I would, I would kind of expect us to make a higher low from here. Uh, so, you know, right here, we made a new high, taking this high out. I would, I'm pretty sure this actually, this one specifically uh, will hold as a low. So like, you know, if you're trying to trade this, I'd put my stop right below that and kind of, Look for all-time highs. We've retested this uh, diagonal resistance twice. One, two. I would expect like a third time to get some reaction from it, but um, but yeah, I, I would expect like the third, third or fourth time we should break break above it. So, um, in the interim, uh, especially with stock RSI kind of showing negative momentum, um, I'm kind of bearish for the next week or so. Um, yeah, and then also. I don't know if we want to get into this too much, but um, Ghost Month 
is happening starting uh, August 8th, I believe. Um, yeah, starting August 8th. So that's a couple of days away. And if you don't know what uh, Ghost Month is, it's like just um, a primarily Chinese, but an Asian kind of festival uh, that is, pro I mean, it's like spirits and stuff. I don't really know this, the details of it, but there is some financial implications. Um, in general, it's bad practice to trade um, during this time. And so what you see is like a lot of volume get dried out from the markets, from specifically on the Asian side of things. And so, uh, so yeah, I would expect, um, you know, not a lot of fireworks on Bitcoin or, or the majors um, in the next kind of few months because it's bad juju to, uh, to trade during this time over in Asia. Okay. That's, uh, kind of weird. Um, but cool. Um, all right. So are we going, are we just trending down? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, so like this is this range that we're in. Um, I don't expect us to to break out of it, maybe until September. Um, yeah, I would expect just kind of just chop, right? That's that's. It's just I don't know. We're not trending, that's for sure. Um, so so we can be in chop for a very long time. But again, on this third or fourth retest of this diagonal resistance is kind of when I would start to get bullish again. Okay. All right. Well, we will wait and see. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about HNT. We had the happening happen um, just a few days ago, I guess, about a week ago, five days ago. Um, and we left off last week kind of in, in anticipation of it. Uh, we saw a little bit of volume increase leading up to the happening on the day of, and then we've seen just a pretty, uh, pretty, you know, healthy, uh, sell off a little bit, just a, a trickle down, not really a sell off, but it's been ranging pretty tightly uh, for the last couple of months here. Um, you know, few things, supply rewards have been cut in half. 23% of the supply has been locked up long-term in validators and staking. And uh, the number of hotspots that are being deployed are, uh, you know, that number is growing at an exponential rate. Uh, and of course, the rewards that are made available for each individual hotspot and each hotspot operator are being, uh, you know, cut back. And, and uh, there's, a, you know, you could say there's attrition going on there. So what, what gives at this point? What does the chart say? Um, looking at all of those catalysts, some of the largest ones being behind us and, and some major ones being up ahead as well. What does the chart say? Um, that's probably the toughest thing to, con to for me to, to say for sure. Um, I can pull up the chart, but I, I, I'm not like confident in it. Um, one second. To me, like I'm looking at a different chart though, but to me it says it wants to retest 12.12. And if it retests 12.12 and 12.12 holds like $12 and 12 cents, 
then we should be off to the races. Um, yeah, I mean, show why 12-12? That's what I'm seeing. I can show my, share my screen. I'll stop sharing then. So let's uh, let's talk for a minute, though. I mean, what's going on with the happening? Um, what's going on with the actual supply? And um, you know, is that significant? Does that actually get? Is that actually going to play out in price? I mean, broadly speaking, I would say every happening is bullish um, after some short-term volatility from the actual news event itself, or the supply shock, if you will. Um, but like, you know, anytime there's a happening that just decreases the total sell pressure on the network. Um, and it happens kind of overnight or over the course of one block. And so uh, that is, in my view, fundamentally bullish for any blockchain. Um, so yeah, I, I would say there will be volatility and we're kind of seeing that right now. But, uh, but broadly speaking in like midterm, mid to long term, I would say that's that's extremely bullish for, for HNT. Uh, the only hesitancy I have in like that is just saying, you know, HNT has had a monumental run up already, you know, going from under a dollar to 20 plus dollars. That's, um, that's quite a run. And so that's not to say, you know, it can't keep going. It can't be like being reaccumulated right now. But um, but that is my only cause for concern. That being said, I'm still mid to long term bullish for sure. Okay. Any thoughts, Tyler? Twelve, twelve. Yeah. So <clears throat> what we're looking at here is the the price is towards the top of the Bollinger Bands, which means that based on past trading history, it's trading at a relative high at what uh, that what traders have valued the token at in, in the recent history. Um, and it's also inside of the Ichimoku cloud, which acts as a magnet for price on the chart, right? Especially when you see a flat line, like uh, here at the top of the Ichimoku cloud, that's, that's especially attractive um, based on an attractive price level based on, um, you know, the 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 past movement of of the stock or of the of the the coin so it's inside the cloud and it's it's above its moving averages so right now we're looking at it trying to build support once it can establish some strong support then we could see a reversal of trend um this pink line represents its current trend trajectory um, as you can see, the price candles are hugging to this trend line. Um, if, if we can test this as support one more time around this uh, 0.23 Fib level and the Fibonacci retracement level that we're in, that could serve as some very, very, very strong support. And you can see that level is at $12.1197 based on wick to, to wick. Um, which is, is how you draw that, that tool. 
So if we can if we can hold at that level and and make a strong reversal off of that, then we could start trying to to gravitate towards one of these these upper trends um, that is one of the greater trend lines of the entire chart, um, which should be more attractive to price than something like this that is a more uh, short term trend line. And so that's that's kind of what I'm looking at at that 1212 level. Now, if it gets rejected um, and we, we go below, then I mean, we could start gravitating more towards towards this trend line, which is is not a very good situation. Um, and that leads more into like the dystopian uh, that uh, Rishi suggested could happen um, where everybody just starts to turn off their miners and uh, and, and shut down. All right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, some opposing forces, if you will. Um, I'm wondering if uh, this chart's actually going to come out clearly on the feed. I can hardly see it. Um, just very blurry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. About that. Yeah. No, I don't know if it's if it's your your screen or our Internet or what, but um, we'll see what the feed looks like. Um, let's switch let's switch gears and talk about SEC. Um, the SEC asking Congress for more authority to regulate crypto. Um, that had some sort of effect on uh, crypto markets, um, you know, just in the short term, as it would, as headlines like that uh, tend to have uh, some sort of effect. Uh, but what uh, what do you guys think? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? And you know, what is what is this that we're looking at? There we go. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Mainly because like their whole thing was about, I watched like the Gary Gensler, Gensler clip. Uh, it's like two or three minutes. And he mentioned investor protection, maybe 10 times. Um, but like you can get on Robinhood and buy options that are going to go to zero 90% of the time. So like, uh, I, I don't know. Um, it, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and also you know making brokers or making everybody a broker who interacts with uh with hnt um but at the end of the day it's inevitable you know there's these are that's the way this is always going to have gone if it weren't if if crypto is to become a thing and a more prominent thing in the future then it's always going to be regulated um and so yeah i think there's just a lot of back and forth um, the last thing I'll say about this is I did see uh, the president or commissioner of the commodities uh, exchange of commodities. I don't even know. Um, basically say that Bitcoin is a commodity via the Commodity Exchange Act. And so the SEC does not have any, any oversight into commodities. Um, only the CFTC does. Um, and so. I thought that was a pretty bold statement by the uh, the commissioner of the commodities, CFTC, what is it? whatever it is. No, I definitely agree with Roe here. Um, I think that <clears throat> I think that this Gensler guy is seeing this as his opportunity to 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 walk out and sit on the board of some some company. Um, I think this is a, a ploy to try to get more money from blockchain 
to come into lobbying and, and into government and the Congress. Cause like, that's the only way, like, that's the only way that like either he gets all this power and shuts down the industry or we put money into lobbying, which gets into Congress, which then allows everything uh, to get more complicated, which means he has to do less work. Um, but yeah, Rose, right. Like, he can't do anything with Bitcoin or any of the other things that have been ruled as commodities. And I, I think that's a big reason why a lot of these altcoins are not going to keep up with Bitcoin throughout the year um, is because they're going to they're going to come after a lot of these alts. Anything that's ICO'd, anything that people bought because they think the value is going to go up, he thinks that he can go after and what he's using is the New Jersey Attorney General rules argument against BlockFi, um, or was it was a BlockFi or BlockFolio uh, for the um, for for the depository? Uh, BlockFi. Yeah, yeah, he's using that case as a reason to say that he doesn't have to have all five prongs of the Howey test to go after somebody. He really only needs one. And if he can prove that he only needs that one prong to go after someone and prove that whatever they're offering is a security, then man, the SEC is going to have just way too much power, especially in this industry. So what do you think Congress is likely to do um, when the formal request comes in? Because I don't, I don't know if that's happened yet, but you know, it's just a bunch of headlines right now. What does what does Congress say? I don't know anything about politics, but what is our Congress likely to do? Depends on how much money is in lobbying and by who. I've seen I've seen some actually like I follow very few people, but I've seen some people retweet stuff about calling your senator and making sure like the current proposal does not go through. Um, so, you know, if we could get a grassroots effort to prevent anything from happening, maybe that would be powerful. Um, but at this point, it's a coin flip in my mind. I have no idea. All right. Good deal. Um, let's jump to the next topic. Um, NFTs have been um, back, I guess. Um, or back around, uh, what's the current state of the NFT market and what's what interesting stuff is going on there? NFT, I mean, it's just wild. I mean, and it's not even NFTs on Ethereum. It's just NFTs. Like some of the NFTs that existed before Ethereum, the rare PayPays. I got a friend that bought a rare PayPay for $19,000 a couple months back. And it sold for $123,000 a couple of days ago. Like soul punks, just knock off punks on the Solana blockchain. I mean, he like, I know a guy that bought a, a ton of the soul punk supply and he paid like 80 soul a piece. Now he's making like 800, a thousand soul a piece selling these soul punks. Like people are going nuts. Me bits. Um, like people are just going crazy right now thinking that everything's going to be worth, you know, the mint one day. And somebody brought up a good point 
that you can tell by the MeBits price floors who it is that's buying up all of the NFTs. It's white guys. Like the price floor for white guy MeBits is like just so high where the price floor for everything else is so low. And it's silly because like it's just a big circle jerk, right? Like it's not, it's not like the whole world, like it's not catching fire like everybody thinks it is. It's it's a bunch of wash trading in between VCs and they're trying to like create this like flywheel effect. And it's just, it's just not like, it's just not, a, it's just not, I just don't think it's going to be a thing long-term like, like the mania that it is right now paying, you know, like, like Rishi showed for the, for the, the art blocks, right? Like, like that's crazy, you know, and, and $95 million worth of volume went over open seas, NFT marketplace, um, you know, just the other day. And it's like, I think NFTs are revolutionary. I don't think they're going anywhere, but I just don't see how this is sustainable. I mean, this is just, this is just crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. We'll, ha we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, it's not too long ago that, uh, what people, um, had that record breaking, uh, item of art and then everything just kind of crashed uh really after that and then here we are back at it again so um some things aren't slowing down um cool last topic let's jump into zcash Ro, you got some thoughts on zcash today our lord and savior zuko wilcox announced uh, a couple days ago maybe yesterday um that he supports transitioning over Zcash from a proof of work blockchain to a proof of stake blockchain. Um, now this is just a proposal. Nothing has been written in stone. Nothing has been approved. Um, there hasn't been a community vote or anything. This is just one of the more prominent leaders of Zcash throwing his support to proof of stake. Um, I'm pretty stoked because in my eyes, Zcash is what Bitcoin always was trying to be. But when it got released, they just didn't have the zero knowledge breakthrough technologies. Uh, zero knowledge technologies uh, to allow it to be private. And so um, the fact that you do have a community that is willing to upgrade and kind of make some fundamental changes uh, to like the underlying protocols is pretty exciting to me. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot to be figured out. It could be something kind of hybrid, like proof of work slash proof of stake, 50-50 uh, split like uh, Decred does. But right now it's just a proposal or it's just kind of, a, again, a prominent leader kind of saying, um, Hey, he supports it, but I do think it will create a lot of interest. It will, it will, um, generate, you know, like one of the main drawbacks of any proof of work coin is the amount of electricity that it's that's required to, to keep the network pumping. Um, and so, yeah, I think just removing all of these negative aspects 
on top of the ultimate use case of incredible privacy, um, not only for the Zcash, but for any Zcash shielded asset. Um, yeah, I, I really, I'm super bullish on that. Cool. Tyler, you got any thoughts on Zcash and what proof of stake means for that coin and that ecosystem? No, I think that, uh, I mean, I think it bodes well for us. Um, and I, I think like, I think it makes it easier if somebody wanted to, to attack it or to manipulate it. I think it makes it a little bit easier for them to do so. Um, but at the same time, like, I think that like, hopefully by this point, it's distributed enough to where, you know, someone doesn't control enough of the coins to where they could attack it. Um, I don't know, like we're in a good position and, you know, I trust whatever Zuko says. He's obviously way smarter than we are. Um, Just because he started his own electric coin company? No, just because he's been working like deep into this, this like proof of like privacy and sound money. Like he was a Satoshi collaborator, you know, working with DARPA, working with like, I don't know. I mean, how do you get into the position that you, he's in at the age that he's in? Like, unless you're either really smart or really lucky. That's fair. This is my, this is my Zcash Bitcoin chart uh, that I'm just so excited about. Um, yeah, you know, like we've been in a downtrend since the 2017 pump. And I feel like we finally established a bottom right here down in 2021. Um, me being the Zcash holder that I am, um, I did paint out like the most bearish case scenario that I could, could look at, which would suck candidly. Um, that looks awful. Yeah, it would suck, but one of the things about the leadership behind Zcash is that they are not in any rush to like really pump this coin or anything. I think what they're really looking for is very organic, natural growth. Um, and so just being like conditioned for this shit, uh, this would be like my ultimate bear case scenario. As you can see, we did have this channel that we were going into uh, or that we were kind of running up on in early to halfway through 2021. We just broke out. Uh, that's not the end of the world. We could definitely break back in above it. But yeah, I think um, as far as these dates are concerned, I, I don't think this is necessarily going to happen. But um, but yeah, this would be like my worst case scenario. Uh, September 6th is the end of ghost month. October 1st is when um, the Halo Arc upgrade is supposed to go live. Uh, and then December 19th is a full moon, uh, which would be kind of just, uh, yeah, just something to keep in mind. So you, so you think Zcash is going to be traded during Ghost Month? So Ghost Month is bad for like things that require a lot of volume. So your majors, right? Ethereum is is a major, um, 
you know, like th the things that have the most volume. Uh, and so Zcash and, you know, altcoins, while Bitcoin and Ethereum are consolidating, that's like, that's what you want when you when you're talking about um, alt season. And so I do think like, we're going to see, for me personally, I'm like super bullish on, um, on alts. Two that I really like are um, Link, which is, I think, the most beautiful chart I've ever seen. Um, to me, this is uh, the beginning of a Livermore accumulation cylinder. You have one, two, three, four, five, if you can call that six, seven, and then you have the moon, similar to this graphic right here. Um, so I'm super stoked for what uh, what link maybe I'm not saying it's going to go all the way up here. This again is December 19th full moon. Um, I'm not saying it will necessarily do that, but, um, but it's a possibility that I'm, that I'm definitely super excited for. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking at. And then a similar chart, I'll just roll over here is the DGB chart. Um, oh, I've got that pulled up right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. The DGP chart looks super oh. bullish in a very similar one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I don't know what You're the price is. BTC. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, if you want to pull up yours. Um, no, no, no. You go, you go for it. I don't have well, any targets. I'm just looking at the chart. We're actually, we're actually winding down. Any final thoughts on Zcash here? Not specifically. I'm um, just uh, just keep stacking zats. There you have it. Surprise, surprise. All right, guys. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, and we'll pick back up next week. You guys have a good one. See you guys.